Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. everyone. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. I'm ready to get into today's episode. So we're going to just jump right in. So today I have a very special guest. Um, I had told you in the last episode that we're going to do something a little different this month, the month of June. And I have my husband here, Troy Marino. He's back. Uh, He was my very first guest, so I'm so glad that you're here. Um, But all month long, we are going to go over the parable of the sower. And we're just going to break this story down um, over the next four weeks. And I'm really excited about what we're going to get out of this series. So, Troy, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's great to be here and uh, being able to be invited back. And uh, I'm looking forward. I I love this portion of Scripture, and uh, there's so much to learn from the parable of the sower. You know, Jesus says that um, if you want to understand all the parables uh, about the kingdom of God, you've got to understand the parable of the sower. So this is a this is a cornerstone teaching of Jesus. Yes. No, it is um that that is true and it's just one of my favorites. I feel like any time that you go to the parable of the sower, you can get something out of it that you didn't see before. And Absolutely. It's just um really it it applies to so many things. But um we're going to take this first portion um, we're reading out of, I'm glad, so glad you're there, Mark 4, because that's where I was at. We're going to read out of Mark 4. And if you want to just read for sure. us um, to the portion where we um, get to that first, um, where he sowed it on the wayside or the path, if you'll just read through there. Sure. And uh, so we're reading out of Mark's gospel, chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. It says, he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was uh, gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship, and he sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and he said unto them in his doctrine, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came up and devoured it. Do you want to go ahead and finish that? Just read the whole thing? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. And it says, And then some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. And he said unto them, He that has ears to hear, let him hear. That's so good. Yeah. You know, there's different times that he says that, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he's saying that, he's saying there's something more here than surface level. And if you'll really listen, you're going to get something, yeah, from God. 
So the the sower, the farmer, or the sower, that was Jesus and also whoever proclaims the word of God. So in this story, the sower, the farmer, that is whoever is proclaiming the word of God. And then we see that the seed is actually the word of God. Because yes. sometimes I think we can look at it and we'll just apply it to anything. You know, but this in this story, the seed is the word of God. And we're talking about having a harvest on the word of God. Yeah. Um, and Jesus explains that, right? He gets very specific. Yes. When he explains this parable later to his disciples privately, he said the sower is sowing the word. And then, you know, and then said, these are they that which are by the wayside and goes on and begins to give detail. But there's, it is, he's very specific. The seed is the word of God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the four types of soil represents those who hear the message and the condition of their hearts. That's right. So we're talking about a person who is proclaiming the word of God and the word of God they're proclaiming is the seed and the people who hear the word that is the different types of soil varying conditions of life yes that's being represented so i have a few things that stood out to me but i'm going to let you um go ahead is anything we're just talking about that first portion that 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 fell by the wayside or it something that i noticed it said the beaten the path like a mm-hmm. sidewalk and so I'll just let you take that. Yeah, I think one of the, the first things that I would like to point out is that, um, you know, if, if you're a gardener or a farmer, um, you know, a good farmer, you would say, or, you know, a good gardener doesn't waste his seed <laughs> on unprepared ground. But I think it's so interesting that Jesus points out that uh, the sower, and, and of course, he is the ultimate sower, right? Because yeah. he's the word, this is his word. Absolutely. That he never considered the ground that he was sowing on. He sowed anyways. That is that is what stood out to me. I, so I feel like that's for somebody, that the seed was scattered across the field. It wasn't strategically placed. That's right. So um, everyone had an opportunity to hear. Absolutely. Sometimes we want to judge who's ready to hear. Yes. Well, I don't think they're ready. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or um, we try to judge the condition of a person's heart or because we, you know, but it, everyone had the opportunity to hear the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize there is the sowing of the word, that, you know, or sharing of the word of God, which is the sowing that we recognize that is the obvious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Preaching or quoting scripture directly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yet our life is to always be speaking the word of God. That's correct. Our lifestyle, our attitude, um, where, you know, the the tone and the intent of our words, where do they fall? Do they fall in the category of of godliness and righteousness? And so that is something that maybe there are some things that aren't, you know, necessarily uh, uh, good for the moment, right? It's it's not the time to share some things specifically or directly about the Word of God because, yes, there are times when people can't hear or won't receive everything that is written in the Word of God, but we are to always be sowing uh, the lifestyle, the love, and the intention of, of what God says in His Word in, in every way possible. Yeah, it says, you know, it's those that proclaim the good news. So 
uh, there are ways that we can proclaim the good news other than just our words, which we should. I, you know, I think it is time to use our words more yeah. than ever before. Uh, we need to start scattering that seed. Yeah. And let God, because it says that one plants, one waters, but it's God that gives the supernatural increase. I like in 1 Peter 1, 23 uh, through 25, it says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Um, it says, But of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by which the gospel is preached unto you. So it's saying that word that is being preached to you is that seed that cannot be corrupted. And, and so, so many times I'll think, well, maybe I'm planting and it's not getting a harvest just yet, Yeah. but that seed's in there and it cannot be corrupted. And at the right time, absolutely, God will bring that supernatural increase. And, you know, honestly, when is it not a good time to share reconciliation? Right. You know, the Bible says that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Yes. So many times we we want to have the ministry of conviction mm. or the ministry of condemnation, mm. uh, but that's not what the Bible says he's granted us. He, is, he has given the church, the body of Christ, the believer, the ministry of reconciliation. And that is a message, quite honestly, I don't know uh, one person in whatever state or condition they may be that can't receive that. And still to your point, um, even if something, if it's not responded to immediately, it is the perfect, pure, undefiled seed that is, that is there available for the next person to come along and water. When is it not, like you said, when is it not a good time to use words of reconciliation, words of love? That's it. You can always encourage someone in the love of God. You can always tell them what he did for them. And I think you're right. You know, we think preaching the gospel sometimes is preaching condemnation. Um, but speaking the truth in love, you know, that is what is going to bring that a harvest. I believe, uh, there's a scripture that says a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold and pictures of silver Hmm. that's in Proverbs. So it's like when we have that word, just that perfect word, how beautiful is that? Yeah. Apples of gold, and it just paints a beautiful picture yeah. of what a word fitly spoken. Yeah, the 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 tastiness of, of ripe fruit alone that would have been enough to describe it. Yeah, but then he puts the preciousness and the value of gold in there with it, and right? Silver, and that's what I was. It's precious. Yeah. It's and valuable. silver. You know, silver scripturally speaking speaks of salvation mm. and redemption. So oh, that's so good and gold uh, purity. Yeah, and mm. so uh, it it is. Uh, it is something that we need to recognize that always, everywhere, at all times, be available mm-hmm. to spread the word, even it look, if it looks like you are surrounded in a, by a proverbial wayside situation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's, it doesn't look to your eye like uh, it's tilled ground, prepared ground, ready to produce something. Right. Um, you know, that's not for us to judge. No. Um, but it is for us to obey. You know, so to get really into this, it said that it was it was scattered on the wayside and that the birds of the air immediately came and ate that seed. And Jesus goes on to say later in that scripture that that is actually Satan 
that it's those who heard the word, but it it did it fell on that wayside ground. Not, it did not take root at all. Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing happened immediately. Satan um, came along and he stole that word from their heart. It, it didn't produce anything. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, actually verses fourteen and fifteen of Mark four where he explains that. And, you know, to your point, he said, the sower sows the word, verse 14, 15, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan came immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. So here's the one thing we need to acknowledge. The seed made it to the heart. It did. Yes, it, it said made it was it sown to the heart. into their heart. Yeah. And so, you know, there is nothing more from a place of responsibility that as a sower, that, that we can take, all we can do is put the seed in the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we can't take responsibility for the condition of the ground, which is the heart. Um, but we are responsible to sow the seed if, if it's in our possession to do so. You know, when I was thinking about this portion, because we don't, a lot of times when this um, passage of scripture is taught, we don't really focus on that first soil, but it was important enough for Jesus to put it in there. You know, we always focus on the last three types of soil because that's what we can relate with. Yeah. Right? Because we are, we do want to know, we do want to grow as Christians, and that's what we're studying. So we kind of, glade, you know, pass by that first portion. But I think to be responsible sowers, um, we have to realize that this is a portion that we're called to sow to. Yeah. And it said those that, you know, by the wayside, that's something that come out. That's where people travel. Yeah. People were going to and from, but there's a scripture in Second Corinthians that says, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Yeah, yeah. Amen. I like that. You know, uh, and the King James says, if the gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, mm. whom the God of this world has blinded their hearts and minds. This immediately makes me think of when you, when you parallel what we're talking about, the wayside, mm-hmm. and you look at what Paul's teaching the church at Corinth here, immediately my mind goes to Judas. Oh, yeah. That, that Judas, at, and yet at no point was Judas excluded or cut, fr- off. Or cut off from hearing the gospel, mm. from hearing uh, some of the some of the uh, the private teachings, mm. you know, so the, the 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 sermons that not everybody got to hear. He got to hear them. Wow. He Jesus didn't hold back uh, because he and he knew. That eventually, you know, the outcome, what was going to take place, what Judas was going to do, mm-hmm. he knew where that was headed. He knew what was going to happen, and yet he never refused him, not even at the very last moment when they're sitting around the Passover supper, yeah. and he's teaching his final, his, his final lessons, his final sermons. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when he's taking off his coat and wrapping himself in a towel, getting on his hands and feet, it, were, it was the feet of, of uh, Judas as well that he washed and so jesus if jesus uh didn't refuse the seed of truth the seed of his word to even judas who are we to judge 
who receives the truth of reconciliation. That's right. And here's the thing. Maybe they look like they're rejecting it. Maybe it looks like they don't want to hear, they don't want to. But just like you said, keep speaking reconciliation and love. Yeah. No matter what, you keep planting those seeds because that's our job as sowers is to proclaim the good news. Um, Romans 10, 13 through 15 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I love that. Judas chose that. He did. He wasn't doomed to that. He chose that. Yes. But it says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, Paul says in Ephesians that uh, the armor of God, that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. Peace. A, a gospel of peace. So the good news, which gospel mm. means good news, yeah. it's the good news of peace. Of wholeness. Yes. Oh, shalom. That's so good. The and, good news of nothing broken in your life. Nothing missing. Wow. Complete redemption, complete wholeness, complete restoration. That is the voice of the seed. Mm. And that seed is to be given liberally, even in seemingly wayside places. Right. Right. Always proclaiming, because think of that. When does it require supernatural increase? (laughs) Good ground, right? Yeah. Good ground is easy to grow things. Absolutely. You know, if you've got good ground, it's easy. Yeah. But when does it need to be supernatural? When it's hard. Yeah. When it's difficult to grow something, God can then bring an increase, even in the worst conditions. Absolutely. Man. You know, um, and, and not to take it too far in a different direction, but, you know, again, I, I think about uh, Isaac, the son of promise, Abraham's son. The Bible says that in Egypt, during the famine, said that Isaac sowed in a famine and received a hundredfold. Yeah. You know, um, maybe, maybe it looks like parched ground. Maybe it looks like a, a desolate heart. You know, maybe you feel compelled. God's put you in connection with a person that um, it it seems like it's on deaf ears. Um, But I want to encourage uh, somebody today and let them know that even in uh, parched ground, even in desolate places, even in those proverbial uh, droughts uh, and famines, that God can bring a hundredfold increase to, mm. to, a, to the potential of a seed. And that's what I want to focus on. When it says 30, 60, and a hundredfold, it's talking about the return on the Word of God. That's right. On people that you're sowing that into. That's right. So that is, man, that's so exciting. I think we're going to wrap up this portion. What are we talking? What's the next portion of yeah. next week? So next week, we'll uh, we'll jump right back and we'll reiterate all of what Jesus says in that parable. But we'll we'll highlight and focus on that portion on the, on the uh, stony ground. Oh, that's a good one. Stony ground. Okay. We got to get that sto- them stones out of our heart. And that's, I love that portion. That's, there's a lot of rich truths in that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed this. Uh, we hope that it encouraged you to go and scatter some seed. 
Um, I don't care, you know, who it is and what it looks like. You just keep proclaiming the good news that Jesus loves them, that Jesus was sent to uh, seek and save those that are lost. And you just let God bring that supernatural increase into their lives. Thank you again. Join us next week and have a very blessed day.